I'm starting to write this barely a half hour after sunrise on October 1st, 2022, with a bazillion blue jays filling my trees, yelling their heads off. I live below Hawk Ridge, where last year's blue jay count was a record-breaking 59,601. This year, I haven't been able to set out my big feeder because of bears and rats, so the only feeder the jays can visit is the small tray feeder in my second-story home office window. That reduces the number of jays I can see in any given moment, but it doesn't seem to have affected how many are on this corner of Peabody Street based on how many I'm hearing. As of 1 p.m. on Sunday, October 2nd, as I'm finishing writing this, there have been over 59,000 counted this year at Hawkridge, so it's likely we'll break last year's all-time record. Here below Hawkridge, some of those jays are clearly in jeopardy. I found clumps of blue jay feathers in my yard twice this week, and I freak out every time I hear the distinctive blue jay danger yell. But it's the birds themselves dealing with this ever-present danger, not me, and they seem to shrug it off with equanimity, except during actual or threatened attacks, and then for a little while afterwards. After yelling their heads off complaining, they go back to their usual jolly ways. Blue jays are exactly the right size to make a satisfying meal for a merlin or sharp-shinned hawk, with enough calories to hold the predator for a full day. A blue jay weighs more than four times as much as a white-throated sparrow, more than seven times more than a yellow-rumped warbler, and almost eight times more than a chickadee. I hate witnessing predation firsthand, especially on my favorite birds, but raptors have to eat too. I've watched blue jays pull robin nestlings out of the nest, and even the sweetest chickadees rip apart innocent caterpillars. It's a bird-eat-someone world out there. Predation is hard on both ends of the talons. On Thursday, I looked out my window exactly at the moment a merlin knocked a ruffed grouse out of the air. I've seen a ruffed grouse on my corner only once before in the 41 years I've lived here. This one, mortally injured, struggled on the ground, but the merlin could not pick it up. Even the heaviest female merlins weigh less than half what a ruffed grouse weighs, and bazillions of screaming jays and a murder of crows were clearly not going to let the merlin eat it right there in the open, so it flew off still hungry. I retrieved the grouse carcass, too sad to take any photos. I gave it to Clinton Dexter Neenhouse, who has a salvage permit, and will have it prepared for display at the Saxim Bog. Knowing that any day can be the last for any wild bird makes my encounters with special individuals even more precious. Last fall, a banded male pileated woodpecker who I nicknamed BB for banded boy started showing up. He came just about every day all fall and winter through late April. 
On April 23rd, I even got a photo of him and a female in my feeder at the same time. Soon after that, he stopped coming entirely, and I didn't see him or indeed any pileatids in my yard through the summer. In September, I started seeing B.B. once or twice a week, at first looking very scruffy after apparently raising young. Now he's coming daily again. Saturday morning, he showed up at the suet, and then a female, unbanded so I have no way of knowing if she's his mate, came to my window feeder right as I was starting to write this very sentence. A couple of chickadees alighted on the feeder while she was in it, but the blue jays kept their until she'd flown off. A little while later, she or another female pileated was in that window feeder when a second female chased her off. My yard has not had many rarities lately, but considering that chickadees, blue jays, and pileated woodpeckers are my top three favorite birds of all time, I'd say October is shaping up to be a splendid month. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.